0: hey y'all it's audrey ellis and you're listening to ask audrey so today i had a good old conversation with miss angela yesterday i was telling you that um the reason why i decided to come back to my podcast is because i got an email from a person who asked me to help them out with the situation and I said I didn't want to talk about it unless I got her permission which I did so Miss Angela she um we talked today about her mental health struggles and how they're very similar to mine she grew up in a neighborhood similar to the one I grew up in when I was a kid and you know oftentimes you know when you grow up in what often people often what many people would refer to as the hood including us when you grow up in the hood a lot of people who never grew up in a neighborhood like that don't understand how you can suffer from PTSD because of all of the the stresses that go into living in an impoverished neighborhood pretty much. Or even if it's not like the lowest level of poverty, if it's anywhere close to it, it's still a struggle and it still can be difficult. If you had gang violence or just any type of violence around you, drug wars or anything like that around you, you know, walking to school can be a scary situation that can cause, you know, um, pretty much later on down the line can cause PTSD if you've seen the kind of things that I've seen growing up where I grew up. And, you know, Miss Angela, I'm not sure what she's seen. We got into a lot of different, you know, topics. But, you know, I pretty much can imagine, you know, if you live in the hood, you can imagine what people have seen growing up. And so we were talking about anxiety. And when we did, I mentioned that um, when I was taking, when I was in college, I took a lot of different psychology classes and I learned about this thing called the ACE score. And ACE is an acronym, ACE, which stands for Adverse Childhood Experiences. And so... Miss Angela said that she started dealing with uh, anxiety about five to seven years ago, and it just came on really heavy, and she thought she was going to die, which is very true. It's very true. When you have anxiety and the panic attack hits you for the first time and you've never had it before, oftentimes it does feel like in that moment you're just getting ready to die. Even if you're doing normal things, like driving or like just sitting down watching TV, in that moment you swear, and you know for sure, even though it's a lie, you know for sure you're getting ready to die. So... When she had that experience, you know it panicked her, it freaked her out, and now anxiety is just the kind of thing that you know it goes away for her and it comes back and it goes away and and it gets triggered by different things and it's it's hard to tell what's going to trigger it and so i I was talking to her about the aCE score, and I said, "Have you ever you know heard of that because the adverse childhood reaction um, or adverse childhood experiences test pretty much tells you that sometimes there are experiences in your childhood that can leave you with this um, what's the word I'm looking for? With this propensity to get anxiety, if that makes sense, you can have the that kind of like um, just a switch. Your childhood experiences can put this switch within you that later on down the line, if something triggers it, all of a sudden the anxiety just kicks in, and you didn't even know that it was there. But the experiences you had put that in you. So if you want to, you can like Google ACE A C E or. You can put adverse childhood experiences, and when you Google it, it'll give you a list of questions. There's a questionnaire you can take that lets you know where your mental health issues or your struggles may come from because certain experiences can lead to certain mental health issues. You know, anxiety and depression, they could come from if you had a parent who was abusive towards you, whether sexual, physical, or both. If you had a parent who was um, locked up, if you had a parent who was an alcoholic, if you had a parent who, um, just didn't give you like physical affection or touch or love or anything like that. They kind of ignored you, made you feel abandoned. That's the insecure attachment right there. And that can definitely mess with you, you know, relationship-wise later on down the line. When you try to fall in love and you try to date, that can mess with you. It can give you anxiety and depression because without that that secure attachment from your parent in your childhood, how do you know what a secure attachment in a relationship would look like? So there's the anxiety. You're running around trying to figure out what's right and what's wrong and what to do and what not to do because you never were given the examples and the tools and the foundation as a child so anyway me and miss angela had a great conversation you know we talked about um meditation and how i believe that meditation is the body's way of pretty much putting itself back in balance a lot of people take medication they do medicine To try and get their minds back in balance and that's fine like whatever your choice is you have to trust your own spirit and know whatever is right for you you can't let anyone else tell you because only you really know but for me i prefer meditation because i think that pretty much every and anything in the body can be brought back to restoration within itself and of course there's definitely instances where medication is also very useful you know, like when people get into car accidents and they have to get emergency surgery, all the medication it keeps you from getting infections, it keeps you from dying, it keeps you from, you know, flatlining on that table and, and just works to kind of keep you alive is definitely a blessing. And I would say go for it full fledged. But when it's something that is not, um, it, of course, mental health is imminent and it's it's like urgent. It needs to be taken care of right now because it feels so overwhelming and out of control. But sometimes patience and meditation can get you back in line better than medication. I've seen a lot of people who um, take medication and they walk around like zombies. They look like they're just high and they don't get a chance to really feel life and experience life and enjoy life because they're just pretty much high or low. They're numbed, if you wanna call it low. They're numbed to life, so they don't feel pain mentally. They don't feel emotional pain, but at the same time, do they feel joy? Do they feel excitement? And sometimes it seems like they don't. So I go the holistic route typically. I like to take CBD because it helps me to reduce stress within my body. Because when you meditate, if your stress levels are high, especially if you've been dealing with anxiety for years like Miss Angela and I have, if your um, stress levels are high, then sometimes the meditation feels like it's not working. So you need something to help you. And for me, instead of the pharmaceutical medication, which is not bad, but instead of you know me taking that, I take the CBD, the extract from the marijuana plant that is non-psychoactive just to help reduce inflammation in the body and reduce stress in the body so that it kind of works hand in hand with the meditation practices. I also use crystals you know amethyst is good for like paranoia and stress and anxiety and so is a uh, black onyx it's good for warding off negative spirits and negative like um energies and I use selenite because it helps to cleanse the body of any negativity. I put one under my pillow when I'm having like just a lot of stress put selenite under the pillow to help bring dreams that help bring clarity to my life. So I'm really into crystals. And I didn't get a chance to tell you that, Miss Angela, but crystals are a good thing too, look into healing crystals. But, um, you know, I was just saying that meditation is something that should be done to kind of recalibrate the body and get it back to working the way it naturally does and naturally is supposed to. Now, of course, diet and exercise are a huge part of that. So I would say there's a lot of things you can do to, you know, reduce man- anxiety and help with mental health issues and And to kind of reduce stress, there's a lot of different things. And most of all, what we're all looking for when we struggle with uh, any mental health issues is a way to cope. I think that mental health issues come from, this is just my personal opinion, so I don't want anyone to get offended or feel put off by what I'm saying, but sometimes it just seems to me like mental health struggles come from an inability to cope with our realities, an inability to cope with our pasts. Sometimes we've had the most traumatic childhoods and the most traumatic experiences in life, you know, whether it was a, an abusive marriage you know, as an adult, whether it was a sexually abusive childhood, and you know, whether it was a physically abusive childhood, you had an alcoholic parent, you had a parent in jail, you had a parent who didn't give you love and affection, all those different things that I'm, you know, I think I probably mentioned before in the past. Um, if you've experienced any of those things, like I said about and I talked about in the ACE score that they ask you about, I said I mentioned it in the past, I mentioned it in the beginning of this episode. But if you've experienced all those things, oftentimes mental health struggles definitely relate to those experiences. That's why they've come up with the A score because they realize it's not just necessarily an imbalance of chemicals in the brain that just comes about just because. Now, granted, I'm sure people, there are people who are born with an imbalance of chemicals in their brain, it's always possible. But oftentimes, if you get to the root of a person who's dealing with some type of you know, mental health illness. Oftentimes you'll find that they had a childhood that was just very rocky or they had a life altering traumatic experience that was hard to rebound from. And so when I was telling Miss Angela about, you know, meditation, that's just for me, it's a form of medication, like natural medication in my mind. And it's also an ability or a, a method I use to cope, to cope with the things that I couldn't control you know childhood happens and you don't you're born you didn't ask to be born and then you have the parents you have that you didn't ask for and they sometimes treat you well and sometimes they don't and so after experiencing childhood you're just looking for a way to cope if it was a bad childhood or if you have um, a traumatic experience in your adulthood and your childhood was like lovely and beautiful and peaceful then all of a sudden your adulthood gets rocked by something that you never expected, like the death of a loved one or a car accident or an abusive marriage or something like that. You're just looking for a way to cope because you never expected or asked for, of course, these um, traumatic events. And so I was just telling Miss Angela to, to do meditation and now, of course, to do the crystals and things like that to help cope, to look at her A score, find out what her ACE score is so she could kind of understand, you know, what may have caused her to have anxiety, where it comes from, because understanding can also help with the process of dealing with mental health. If you can understand where it comes from, you can be like a little bit more gentle in yourself then you can say, Oh, I'm not just crazy. This is not just my fault. I didn't do this to myself. I don't deserve this. I didn't make this happen. And you can take a lot of the blame and the pressure off of yourself. Another way to cope oftentimes would be to find a spiritual base. I always tell people that, you know, when I took psychology classes, oftentimes the, um, different studies that are you know, available in the text that they give us for the course, the different studies show that when they interview people in their old age and they ask them, how did you cope with life? You know, you experienced the death of a husband or the death of a child or, you know, many different traumatic events because no one is, you know, immune to experiencing trauma in life. Everyone's going to go through it. But when they ask people when they got old or older, how did you cope? How did you deal? A lot of people who dealt very well, who were pretty mentally balanced according to these therapists and psychiatrists and psychologists Um, a lot of these people had a spiritual foundation they noticed that you know a lot of times when people were like atheists or non-believers and had no type of uh, faith in anything it was harder for them to cope it was harder for them to deal with life because they had no higher power and sometimes higher power helps to take the pressure off of yourself when you know that some things are out of your control but they are in the control of someone or something else so Aside from meditation, which is very similar to prayer, aside from meditation, I would say find a spiritual base. Not religious, because there's a huge difference. Religion can be painful, religion can be hurtful, religion can be abusive, and religion can be detrimental to one's mental health. And I want you to understand the difference between religion and spirituality. Religion will always make you feel like who you are is not good enough. Religion will always make you feel like you're not perfect and you're always fighting to try to be perfect. Religion will make you feel like you're bad. You'll always feel condemned. Even though they try to tell you when you sit through religious services that you're perfect just the way you are, somehow the underlying message in religion is that you're actually not. You're not good enough, and you have to change everything about yourself to be pleasing to God, to be pleasing to the Lord. But the truth is, that's not the case. For me, I believe in God, I believe in Jesus Christ, and I believe in the Holy Spirit. And so in believing in them the way I do, I know that Jesus has made me the way I am. He's made me perfect. And I don't have to change who I am. I don't have to, you know, try to be a person that I'm not. I can accept myself with all of my flaws and know that he loves me. And the only thing that I'm trying to do is just grow and become a better person on my own. Not trying to say, oh, you know what? Like if I I was gay or something like that. Oh, you know what? I'm gay. I don't... gay is bad. God doesn't love gay people. So let me try not to be gay. No, the God I serve doesn't say that. The God I serve says he loves me no matter what, come as I am. If I was, um, what's another thing? If I lied a lot, which everyone lies, but if I was just like this habitual liar and every word that came out out of my mouth was a lie, then I would say, oh crap, I need to change the fact that I lie so much that it got so that God will love me. Because if I don't stop lying, God won't love me. Nope. Not true either. If I was, I mean, there's so many different scenarios I can bring up, but the, the spiritual foundation I have says that the only thing that's required of me pretty much is just to try and be a good person, to love other people, to not try to bring hurt or harm to other people, and just to be a good, like, shining light in this world. But all that other stuff that religion tells you to change, you know, change your hair, don't pierce your ears, don't wear long, I'm sorry, don't wear short dresses, don't wear pants if you're a woman, don't cut your hair a certain way if you're a man, like Samson, or don't, there's so many rules in religion religion makes mental health an even harder struggle and I know because I've experienced it if you see my episodes from the past about cults trust me when I say religion is the wrong way but a spiritual base a spiritual foundation that's what you need that's what has helped a lot of people cope and studies have shown that it's one of the best coping mechanisms you know out there and I hate to just say studies have shown and not like give you the stats but I'm on the way to work and I'm rushing so I'm gonna bring those stats back to you when I get a chance to the next episode so if I don't somebody gotta remind me but um it's what i've read in my psychology books when i was in college and i never forgot it because i've always been a spiritual person Um, another way to cope getting out into the sun if you're experiencing you know anxiety anxiety if you're experiencing anxiety and depression oftentimes sunlight can help with that get a little vitamin d and it can help boost your mood and it seems so natural seems so like easy and it seems so unnecessary you know because laying on the couch in the house just feels so much more comfortable but Even if you have to step out on your porch and get some vitamin C. Ooh, no, not vitamin C. Vitamin D, girl. Vitamin D. Even if you have to step out on your front porch and get some, make an effort to go as far as you can. Open up a window and stand in the window for a minute. Whatever you can do, try to bring some vitamin D into your life. Take some vitamin D supplements if that's how you're going to start, but get some of that sunlight and that outdoor fresh air just flowing into your skin, into your pores, into your bloodstream, because that can help too. Exercise is also another way to cope. Get those endorphins going. You can start where you are if that means you want to, you know, dance in the house or if that means you want to go take a walk outside or if walking outside is not enough. If you want to walk around your kitchen table, whatever it is, but get up and get moving. But those are just a few ideas of how to cope with anxiety, depression and mental health. And of course, if medication is your choice, just know that you're supported. You have the right to do whatever you feel is necessary to make your mental health issues and make your mental health um better for yourself, whatever your choice is. No one should make you feel bad or guilty or alienated and that's definitely not my goal. When I say I go the holistic route, it's because that's best for me. But sometimes medication is best for other people. It helps you to feel balanced. It helps you to feel well, helps you to feel strong. And if that is the case, more power to you. Never let anyone tell you what you should do. But anyway, I had a good time talking to Miss Angela today and we brought up a lot of great, you know, topics and We also talked about how, you know, in the African-American community, we don't admit these things. We act like mental health issues don't exist. And so, you know, as a black woman, I hope that me talking about this will help other black people and not just black people. I don't want any people who listen in Spain or in Canada or Ireland or wherever you're listening. I don't want anyone, you know, across the globe to feel like it's an alienation when I say that, because I'm pretty sure there's different groups and races across the world who experience the same thing where mental health is not to be discussed aloud. So if you relate, hopefully you will continue to relate and you will hear this as just like a, oh, we do that too, or we experience that too. And not as a me trying to shut you out because your skin doesn't look like mine, cause that's definitely not my goal. But it's just, I can only speak from my experience and how I don't know for sure what other cultures experience what we experience as black people. I would love to hear about that, you know, write into me and let me know, hey, over here in Ireland, we have the same thing in my culture, in my town, we don't talk about mental health. We don't react we like it doesn't exist. And we try to use religion as a cover up. Tell me, you know, because it's definitely not, this is not my attempt to close people out. It's just speaking from my own life experience. And I can only speak from the experience of being a black person and a black woman in this world. So I appreciate y'all for listening. Thank you so much, Miss Angela. had a good time today. And I hope more of you guys will write in and talk to me. Tell me how you feel. Tell me what's going on. And you know, let's make a discussion about this. Let's make a community out of this. So we can help each other out. Hope y'all have a good day. Thank you.